Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the Courageous Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. We're so excited to see you today. We are, and we're getting ready for a big RV trip every summer is our goal, at least, Lord mm-hmm. willing, that we take off for at least four weeks with our family yeah. and go somewhere. And so we're preparing for that. And that means that we have a lineup of podcast episodes for you. These are some interesting topics. Yeah, we usually Intense prepare topics. them one at a time, but now we have the next five prepared that weive together uh, and uh, are pretty compelling, I think. I think everybody's yeah. going to gain a lot from them. Do you want to share what some of them are? Just give them a sneak peek, a taste test. Yeah, so today we're talking about critical thinking in an uncertain world. Wow, is that ever important right now? Yeah. Uh, something we've been thinking a lot about. Yep. And, and teaching the kids about. And practicing for mm-hmm. a long time. Talking in church And we're going to give you some yeah. of our tips on what we're teaching our kids and what we do mm-hmm. uh, to get outside of the noise and try and figure out what's real. Yeah. Uh, but then next week, take... Take few opinions, but definitely take the right few. That's right. So what to consider in choosing a mentor or receiving wisdom from somebody, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the next one is God has a unique plan for your family. This one is, it might not sound like what you think it is. Yeah. We're going to be covering a few different topics. One of them is actually family size. Yeah. Like family planning, right? Because a lot of people just... Uh, assume we're going to talk about stereotypes in that one. I'm just giving you a little, little, little yeah. sneak peek. Just because I'm super we, excited about just this. because we have eight kids doesn't mean you necessarily should. God has a unique right. plan for every. That's right. Family. So that is God has a unique plan. So that's family. pretty cool. And the next one will be patriarchy versus gender roles or healthy family. We haven't decided quite yet we don't on the actual title, on that title. One, but, but those are the topics we're going to be covering. We're going to speak against patriarchy, and yeah. uh, but we are also going to talk about g- biblical gender roles mm-hmm. and how all that works. So that's a tough topic. That's going to be a two-part series, so yeah. we'll do two episodes on that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, welcome. Uh, get ready for a string of uh, interesting episodes in us speaking the truth from the Bible yes. and our experiences and what we believe is edifying for Christians today. Okay, so you guys, we are really excited to cover this. This one, which is on the critical thinking in an uncertain world. Speaking of uncertain world, biblically, we have a lineup of scripture that we're going to be weaving into this talk as we normally do. So make sure you go to CourageousParenting.com and hit the menu and then click on podcast to get the show notes. All of our podcasts are there with the show notes, the scripture references, and the free Courageous Parenting Workshop, which is totally available for anybody. Yeah. Um, So just wanted to put, put a plug in for that. But we are going to start by reading in Matthew chapter 24. So if you guys have your Bibles and your journals, whip those open with us. Unless you're driving. Unless you're driving. That's right. Don't don't okay. grab that out. Okay. So how about, do you want to read this one, Isaac? You got it. You're oh, okay. ready, honey. Alrighty. So Matthew 24, verse 3. I'm going to go into the second part of it, where the disciples are talking to Jesus at the Mount of Olives. Okay. It says, they say, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of age? 
Okay, so it's asking, like, when is end times coming, Jesus? And Jesus Mm -hmm. answered them and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See, rumors of wars. Are we hearing rumors right now of all kinds of different things? Mm -hmm. Are we hearing these things or are we seeing them with our eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And I I would say both in some cases. That's right. Well, and that's what it says here. So it says, you will hear of wars and rumors of Mm -hmm. wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Mm-hmm. It's not yet, you guys. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Those are two different things, right? Um, and there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these are beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to a tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Persecution is going to be intense, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then it continues on. And we wanted to share, if you skip down, I, we want to encourage you guys to read all of chapter 24, but verse 21 says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time, nor, no, nor ever shall be. You know, I was thinking, because obviously we're an online ministry, um, and uh, we get some arrows hit towards us once in a while. Recently, we've had some major yeah. ones, and I just start realizing, you know, you know, we should not be alarmed by that. If we're no. doing God's work, and we're proclaiming mm-hmm. His name, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just wishing it didn't happen, mm-hmm. we just have to be prepared for it to happen, and we're not going to recede we're going to move forward and stand, and stand firm. firm. That's what the whole armor of God is about, right? We yeah. don't like shirk back. Persecution is going to happen. And, you know, as interesting, we we're talking about this critical thinking in an uncertain world. What is an uncertain world? Well, I just read that verse on tribulation that no one has seen the kind of tribulation that's going to happen. That is the definition of an uncertain world, an yeah. uncertain future. And so we really felt like that was a very opportune scripture. But then if you flip to first John chapter two, verses 15, um, there's actually quite a few. We're going to just do a few verses here and then we're going to read some more at the very end of the podcast. But if you go to verse 26, it says, these things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, Mm -hmm. but the anointing, which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you but at the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie and just it has taught you you will abide in him so we want to encourage you guys that the first thing in critical thinking is to abide in him Absolutely. His word is so important because there are so many things happening right now. There's, as we speak, there's riots Mm -hmm. around the United States, but that's not just in the United States. There's been riots in Hong Kong and different parts of the world for various reasons. And um, there's also the locusts in Africa Mm -hmm. that are happening. There's COVID and uh, people being unemployed around the world and, and struggling all, and with businesses failing, right? All and kinds of debt. things, right? We could go on and on and on. And if you listen to any news, whichever way you do it, you're hearing of wars and rumors of wars, whether it's people you're, fighting against people or, you know, official you're wars hearing in the of world. pestilence, you're hearing of famine, you're hearing of disease, you're hearing, there's a lot of things out there. And, all over the media. And the disciples in that script, the first scripture you read, were asking Jesus what's going to happen in the end. And mm-hmm. he's 
describing what's going to happen before he comes back. So we should, of course, try to do the best we can to contribute to society and help people and be a positive contribution. But at the same time, we should not be fearful because we know how things happen. Right. And we it shouldn't should... be shocking. We can be sad yeah. that things are happening and yeah. we can pray for um, God's will to be done and for him to show us how we can be a light in yeah. this time and love people the way he would. But love it doesn't people, mean but... we should be fearful in raising our right. kids. It doesn't mean we should be fearful about mm-hmm. our marriage or family or God anything like that. God has chosen all of us to yeah. be a part of this generation. So be encouraged. And be yeah. encouraged right now because the truth, that's our first point, is the word is unchanging. Mm-hmm. Can we count on very many things in this world? No. To be but what can we count on? <laughs> The word of God is unchanging, and that's where we can get truth. There is no fake news in the word of God. Yeah, it's so, true. So right here it says in Malachi, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. That's so right. he does not change. And the Bible is so relevant from the beginning of time to today. That's right. Malachi, that was Malachi 3.6, you guys. So if you, you want to meditate on that scripture and just even talking to your kids about this, that the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever because it's God's word and it was with him in the beginning and he doesn't change. That's what Malachi is saying. I am the Lord and I do not change. You'll likely be shifty parents, meaning shifting your decisions about things mm-hmm. a lot if you're not grounded in the word of God. We need to be reading the word of God more than ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you in the word daily? Not just out of a discipline and checking off the box, but a deep desire to be closer to God, yeah. to have more of his wisdom so that I can impart that wisdom upon my family and make better decisions. Sometimes the decisions mm-hmm. look uh, different than the world around you, mm-hmm. and but you can have confidence in them because you're reading the word of God. That's right. And you're standing for truth, right? Yeah. And you're defending him. Another passage of scripture that's really encouraging is in Hebrews 13. I love this because yeah. it's a, it's similar to Malachi 3.6. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace. And I, I'm so encouraged by that because it's not, you know, we believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We believe that God's word was with him in the beginning, like it says in John chapter one. Mm-hmm. And all throughout scripture, it's in alignment with it, with itself. Yeah. That it's unchanging, that it's relevant to the uncertain world. Yeah. God warns us about what's going on and how we should respond too, right? Yeah. Like in Ephesians 6. So so number two out of our six keys here um, to critical thinking is multiple things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, you're like, oh, I totally believe that. Yep, I believe that. Well, I want to challenge you. Is your thinking actually incorporating this principle? Uh, or are we just landing on our biases? And we'll talk about more about biases mm-hmm. in point four here. But it's really important that we stay somewhat objective and take a look at mm-hmm. any given problem, whether it's a business problem, a family problem, a marriage problem, uh, something happening in the world, how your family's going to respond to it, mm-hmm. persecution coming against you, whatever yeah. the challenge is, multiple things could be true at the same time because we know that God is at work, but we also know the enemy is at work. That's right. And, and both can be working at the same time. It's interesting because when you were talking, it just reminded me that for those of you who are listening and are married, and here's a little marriage advice that has been encouraging to Isaac and I, to be able to step out of things and be objective in the moment helps us to actually communicate fully and mm-hmm. not be 
remaining in our offense yeah. and not be, um, that doesn't give the enemy a foothold to put thoughts or doubts in our mind that we then have to practice taking every thought captive and it becomes yeah. this like big exercise, right? Yeah. If we're able to step away from the disagreement or whatever it is and think objectively and take our rose tinted glasses off, be willing to see ourselves humbly, yeah. that changes everything. And that is the true for this Yeah. because how many people say like, I'll just even say one thing. Um, with COVID or with the situation that we're going through where people are just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not real. And that's like the one point that they go on. Yeah. And they, well, and they just say one thing. If you just say it's not real, you're discounting the reality that people have died. And all of the work that the hospital workers are doing on the front lines that are super angry when people say that. Right. Okay. And they're or you can say, well, okay, let me clarify. Not all of what they're saying is true. Okay. True. true. Mm -hmm. But what is causing this? Okay. What are decisions are being made? Okay. Well, what is the enemy also doing? So there's some positive decisions, but maybe being made. Maybe there's the enemy also working in to do some other agendas. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a um, and at the same multifaceted yeah. thinking process that is not just grounded on where other convictions are that you have that give bias towards your view. But instead, you have to kind of take in all the data that you can and go, okay, there's probably some things I don't understand. Here's the things I do understand and draw some conclusions from that. But I'm finding myself increasingly, the more I learn, the more I don't fully understand what's happening. Yeah. So I can be assertive about certain aspects of it. But if I come in and go, I know everything about this and here's my stance. And, and here's my stance. It's this. That, and then they walk away, right? Like, that is not necessarily well, it's actually arrogant. Wise. It's actually arrogant, right? To think that you could possibly know everything when clearly like I, I just even think about um people in leadership of a country right they're not yeah. going to necessarily tell all of the people in the country absolutely everything because the truth is i don't think the country can handle the truth like the full everything yeah. they couldn't handle that right there would be complete chaos there well, is chaos happening well and there's right diplomatic now. challenges of sharing everything too if you share everything you know about maybe another country their involvement with things yeah that could hurt other plans that are happening uh, to could negotiate put us in or, danger or different I mean, things. Yeah. So we have to, we have to be wise we have and we have humble. to understand and educate. I fully educate our family. Mm -hmm. Angie does as well. Mm -hmm. And it's super important right here in Proverbs, um, three, six, it says, uh, well, right before it, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And then it says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So this really is talking about decisions. Well, that's what do decisions do? They actually direct your paths. Every time you make a decision, there's positive and negative ripple effects because of that decision that is directing a path your family's going down that you are going down and your family's following. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, really important to have wisdom and understand that multiple things could be true at the same time. We're in a fallen world. We are. Yeah. It is a fallen world. And you know what? God is not the author of everything that's happening is God sovereign. He's absolutely sovereign, meaning he has complete control over everything, but it doesn't mean he's creating everything. We have free will and there's human will, which is oftentimes very fleshly, very selfish. And when someone acts in human will, they can hurt other people. Yeah. And that is sad. And then there's that the truth that we know from scripture. It talks about this in First Peter, which we'll we'll dig into in a little bit, but we have an enemy. 
We that's do. constantly going around trying to scheme and do things and there are fiery arrows definitely yeah. being thrown by who the enemy so that's like, why i i really despise the saying and i always have uh everything happens, happens for, for a reason. reason if i am dealing with a challenge and someone tells me that i will say get your pollyanna phrase away from me because <laughs> here's the deal Okay, I kind of understand what's behind that and what they're probably meaning. So I am pretty polite around it. But inside, I'm, I feel that way He's because getting, yeah. because here's the deal. God can redeem anything. I've had many challenging things happen and God redeems them. But it doesn't mean God was authoring that thing to happen. Now, did God allow it to happen? Yes. So mm-hmm. there's some semantics here. God is sovereign. He allows things to happen. But he's allowing a lot of things to happen as we're in a fallen world because he fixes it all in the end. And we know this even from stories like Job, like the devil went, Satan went to God and asked permission to be able to do the things that he did to Job. He did them to Job. God didn't do them to Job. God allowed it because he trusted Job to be faithful and that he trusts us to be faithful when he gives us tests, when he gives us trials. And we have to remember like that is such an encouragement to me when I'm going through something hard is that while God has entrusted me with something, what has he entrusted it with me for? Not for my own gain, although he loves me and there's probably something I can learn from it, but he's trusted me with it to bring glory to his name. So bad things can happen to good people and God doesn't always author these things, but he always tries to redeem it for his saints. But you know what is interesting about redeeming? Like I even think about the word sanctification, which is an ongoing process of refining, right? That yeah. we actually have human will. We have to choose to partner with Christ by surrendering ourselves to be in the learning, teachable heart posture. True. Otherwise, sanctification doesn't actually happen. It just is a trial and a hard thing that you walk through. And so when it comes to like, God redeeming things. Yeah, he he actually invites us to participate with him. Yeah. But we have to surrender to that. We have to walk in abiding in him to actually experience the fruit of the sanctification, right? Yeah. So it's it's like God is doing it. He gets all the glory, but we have to recognize that we have to surrender to it. Yeah. And there are multiple levels. It's like a spectrum of how much people surrender things, right? Because yeah. human flesh is to come in and and self-preserve and control and take things back and we got to be aware of all that you guys we got to be aware now if your doctrine is different than what we're talking about here no problem we can have some different beliefs about what the bible says um and still love each other Mm -hmm. but hopefully this challenges you to read your bible about these things that's right so we want to share from james chapter 1 verse 12 through 13 says blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he is has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to those who love him let no one say when he is tempted i am tempted by god for god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he himself tempt anyone but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed then when desire has conceived it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown brings forth death there is man's responsibility Mm -hmm. and that's super important he doesn't want robots we do have free will and we do choose poorly sometimes and that is a catalyst for bad things to happen it doesn't mean necessarily god authored it he's allowing us to mm-hmm. experience things. But he does warn us. Like the very next verse we didn't plan on reading, it says, do not be deceived. 
we're talking about critical thinking in an uncertain world. Do not be deceived. That's yeah. our responsibility to not be deceived, to take the thoughts captive, to go through this process of abiding in him, going to his word, making sure that we're in alignment with what God has said. We're testing things, yeah. um, realizing many things can be true at the same time and not just finding one thing and going, oh, it's the devil. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, it's persecution. Oh, it's well, yeah, actually, that can be true. But it's there are also many other things true at the exact same time. One being, Lord, search my heart. Oh, God. Yeah. Is there any wayward way in me? Is there a lesson I need to learn? Yeah. Like that. That's actually the theme and message of redeeming childbirth that I wrote back yeah. in 2012 true. is God. What lesson do you have for me to learn? Like what is in my mind? What is in my heart? I want to grow spiritual growth. Yeah. Right. And that only happens when we're asking those hard questions, but do not be deceived. Verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights. Amen. So point three is critical thinking with the Holy Spirit. Before we dive into that, though, let's hear from people that have gone through the parenting mentor program real quick, mm -hmm. which is one of the major ways that funds our ministry. And we pour out in that program and it's yeah, a way it's to fun. be more personally connected to us too. We have a great time. Let's listen. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we wanna raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Awesome, so let's dive into critical thinking with the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. um, have you ever wondered, when is it okay to follow my gut, my gut mm -hmm. instinct? Well, I would say it's usually good to follow your gut instinct if you're walking strong with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But if you're not walking strong with the Lord, I would question your gut instinct. Mm. See, the Holy Spirit prompts us, and sometimes that's intuition, like what I feel I should do. Mm -hmm. But God is counterintuitive to the world. So if we're not walking in the Spirit, we're not reading the Word, we're not our prayer life isn't vibrant, we're, we're not feeling the Holy Spirit walking strong with the Holy Spirit, then what can happen is we're trusting our intuition that looks too much like the world. But if we're walking strong, our intuition will be more counterintuitive to the things of the world. Mm -hmm. And we can mm -hmm. trust that. And so that's how you know. I would be, if you're making important decisions, which you always are as a parent, you got to be walking strong. Yeah. And I think that too, we need to um, encourage our kids and encourage them to, you know, some people say, oh, like listen to your gut, right? Yeah. And actually that's the, the opposite is what's taught, I believe. This is, okay, so this is personal opinion. This sure. part's not scripture, but I personally believe that the way kids grow up in the education system and with authority and with doctors actually steals that confidence 
in knowing yourself and and listening to those that's that small voice that sometimes says don't go down that road mm-hmm. say no to drugs don't do this don't do that right yeah. and it there's so much pressure that there's and there's so many thoughts and so many voices that children don't know quite what to listen to and then yeah. they become the adults and the doctors are like, no, you don't know what's wrong with you. I know what's wrong with you, right? And so I think it's a combo, right? We need to, to be discerning and listen to the experts, but at the same time, trust what the spirit's telling us. That's right, and and that's the thing is when you are a uh, when you're a believer and mm-hmm. you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave for everybody to have, yeah. like everybody can have this. If you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit in you and you have you have been given spiritual gifts, yeah. actually. And those gifts, like spiritual discernment, I even think of, right? Like, do you trust yourself when you have a bad feeling? Yeah. Or when you're like, oh, that that doesn't sound like right teaching. I was just reading scripture and that's kind of off of what I know is true in the Bible. And instead of just going with your own thoughts. Instead of just going with their thoughts, you actually dig more into the world word to find truth, right? And and that's prompted because of the Holy Spirit in you that's going, nah, I don't know about this, right? Yeah. We need to listen to that as a point. So there's several things. First of all, sometimes we have to look at what's logical when we're trying to make mm-hmm. a decision yeah. and have critical thinking about a thing happening in the world or whatever. Um, so first of all, what's logical? Sometimes we miss we skip the logical part because we're emotional. Now we mm-hmm. emotional being emotional is not bad, but we do need to think logically as part of this. And then we need to be knowledgeable. So if we don't want to just jump to conclusions without having enough knowledge, I look at knowledge as the dots, pieces of information. Mm. You need enough of the dots so that in wisdom, you know how to connect the dots. That's right. And I think that this is important too, even when you're dealing with like conflict to recognize that there's actually two sides to every story. And so when you hear something and and you have to be on alert, realizing that there are gossipers, there are manipulators, there, you know, like you can't just take everything for face value. You need to test it. You yeah. need to get knowledge. You need to go seek out the other person and hear their side. And like, that's our responsibility in the critical thinking process, yeah. whether it's hearing rumors or being led astray, because this, the whole thing that we're talking about is do not be deceived. There are many false teachers. There are many antichrists. There are yeah. many deceivers. Yeah. And can I just say too that even among the body of Christ, there can be people who are walking in human flesh that are being protective and, and saying things, right? Yeah. And so we just have to be alert and aware. We need to test this. We need to test it all. So now, if you if you have the logic, and then you have enough knowledge, you've got enough dots. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Holy Spirit, you can use wisdom to try and connect those dots as long as not we're not hanging too much on our biases that we have, the, our convictions about mm. the way things are. And I like to sometimes suspend my biases, and we'll go over this next, mm-hmm. long enough to take in enough of the knowledge and the dots and create some wisdom and then pray to God and ask mm-hmm. you know, for help and understanding how to make a decision, whether right. it's a siblings that are you know, totally. fighting to something more major. Yeah, and I think that it's important that we recognize you guys hear us talking constantly about taking the rose-tinted glasses off. The rose-tinted glasses are your biases. 
That's mm-hmm. that's actually a, a fun way of saying your yeah. personal and social biases, your historical biases, your controlling mm-hmm. biases. There yeah. are many different kinds of biases out there, and it's important that we evaluate and go, okay, hold on a second. Am I just being biased? Am I not really seeing the truth here? Because if that's true, then that's too painful. Sometimes right? we need a positive disruption in our thinking process. What I mean by that is we have a rhythm of a track record uh, that we're looking through a lens and deciding things on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to have a a purposeful disruption of that to acknowledge I do have biases and to disrupt that Mm -hmm. long enough to get to real critical thinking. I'm going to tell a quick story. There was a time where I was frustrated. I was in the business world. I was succeeding at a very high level, a lot of fruitfulness Mm -hmm. in our family and in business. Everything looked great, but I had a spiritual agitation, meaning that I felt like I wasn't making the kind of progress that God really wanted me to make, which isn't just financial, right? And so I found myself, I read this book and uh, I started thinking about how to think better. And I suspended myself from technology for an hour or two every Friday. And I would sit in a coffee shop and I'd have a journal open and I'd write one sentence or a problem at the top. And I would just force myself to suspend all of my experience, what I know, Mm -hmm. long enough. And I'd pray to allow the Holy Spirit to give me new information that wasn't biased based on how I look at everything or how I do everything in business, uh, or these kinds of things. And then new things would come about um, that was I would have never thought of unless I suspended my bias. And so I call that a positive disruption in your thinking process yeah. and spending time with God without distraction to really understand and hear from Him on things, which is important. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple other scriptures that we want to share with you. Um, I want to encourage you guys. I mean, in these podcasts, we are definitely like, we're, we're using a lot of different scriptures mm-hmm. in the Bible, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, and it's really encouraging. That's good, right, yeah. to see that God's word's unchanging. Um, that's not how our church services are, right? It's more expository preaching. Yeah. Um, Proverbs 2, we just don't have the time to dig into all of the scripture. This is why I'm bringing it up, and I really want to encourage you guys to read all of Proverbs 2, which has to do with listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, it says here, In verse one, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, like we should, our heart, like we need to go search out for understanding. Yes. If you cry out for discernment, uh, that's what we all need right now. We need to be crying out for discernment. And lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver, guys, we should be seeking this more than any kind of success in life or anything, right? And search for her as hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. We're all like wondering, okay, what's the right path? And yeah. what, you know, he, he's going to tell us, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. 
understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devoured. devious in their paths to deliver you from the immoral woman from the seductress who flatters with her words it just continues on and on you guys all throughout scripture we have these these urges god is urging us he's beseeching us seek me cry out for discernment seek for understanding um and what we're talking about with biases is we have to set those aside and just seek god which is point four how to overcome your biases we have personal, social, lots of different biases. And um, often you hear the word these days is the word triggered. And mm. a lot of times our past experience, hurts, pains, things like that will trigger us when we see something that's associated with that from our past. Mm-hmm. And that can really steer us in an emotional level to not think right sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to pray and include God in this um, because sometimes also uh, our biases um, can be resistant to Mm -hmm. change. Like we want to just believe whatever keeps us comfortable, Mm -hmm. whatever keeps us um, in uh, not feeling bad about something. Mm -hmm. We want to just fix that instead of changing something. And we have to really look at that. Okay. Are we just moving towards staying in the same relationship or moving towards self-preservation, the, the self-preservation yeah. or the status quo mm-hmm. because it's easier mm-hmm. or is there a real problem here and a reason for that relationship to change right. or a reason for something i think of the path of least resistance we naturally are looking for that path of least resistance what angie and i it's have learned <laughs> is that sometimes really tough things need to happen that go against the path of least resistance. They're actually yeah. a path of resistance. Yeah. And it's not because we want to go in the hard path. Never. But what we've <laughs> learned is all the times where we've chosen the hard path over the easy path, um, it has really been fruitful in the long run. Yeah, it has. We have another scripture here from First Peter chapter 5. I just want to read a little bit before because it's talking... Um, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Mm-hmm. Who? Who do you humble yourself under? The mighty hand of God. Amen. And that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Yeah. Be sober. Sober-mindedness is huge. It's one of the qualifications of being an elder or even a deacon. Uh, is crucial for all of us. Right. And you have to think sober-mindedness is removing your biases, even maybe removing your experiences and standing uh, in the present about what is happening, looking it through Mm -hmm. the Word of God Mm -hmm. and listening to the Holy Spirit and asking for discernment and maybe even getting wisdom from others you can trust. Now, next episodes can be take few opinions, but take the right few. So we'll teach you how to do that in the next episode. But uh, that's really, really important so that you can make good decisions. Yeah, I think that too, when I think of sober-minded, because it's saying be sober and be sober-minded, you mentioned that that's a qualification of eldership. And that particular sober-minded is actually talking about humility, like Mm -hmm. not being haughty in your own eyes and thinking of yourself in a certain way. But it's also a a quality of being mentally alert. We're, We're called to be alert awake 
aware of what's going on in the world um, and to be self-controlled. And so sober-minded, like not making decisions based upon your biases, which sometimes your biases are influenced by your feelings too, right? Like if you're angry, right? Like if you're angry, for example, you could act out of that anger. And Mm -hmm. so you have to step back. That, That doesn't mean that it's you you just you get, can't allow that to be a motivation or a determining factor. It's not that you don't experience that. The Bible yeah. says in your anger, it says be angry and in your anger do not sin, right? Yeah. So that, that is a human emotion. God is a jealous God. He has a holy anger, yeah. but we're not to sin in those things. We have to have self-control, which the Holy Spirit is actually what allows us to have self-control. And, and that's a great us. segue into point five, which is we must have humility. Right. Humility is so important. I've experienced being prideful in my life and being humbled in that pride. Yeah. And and the pain that I experienced in that. But on the other side of it, how fruitful it was in, in retrospect, how thankful I am that mm-hmm. even though it was hard, God changed me through that. And that's yeah. super, super important. I think we all, myself included, need to be aware of the great potentiality of moving to pride. Right. In any given day. And actually have a healthy fear of it because it actually becomes a wall in your relationship with God and being able to discern and hear him and know yeah. what you're supposed to do in situations, right? Because it's a sin to be prideful yeah. and to think of yourself more than you ought to because then you're not actually seeking God in the same way and willing to do the hard things even. But what's interesting, so this says be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, that's because, yeah. because there is an enemy and he is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we're overcoming, we are going to overcome trials. Life happens. Yeah, We are going to overcome the consequences and repercussions and ripple effects of other people's human will decisions that yeah. sometimes cause us pain. Yeah. We are going to overcome tribulation. We yeah. are going to overcome because of, but, but guys, any overcoming is not because of us. It's because of Christ, because in Christ we can do all things. Right. Yeah. And because he's the one who's saving us, he may be using us to do something because he does ask us to act and to stand firm is an acting it's an action actually to stand up to speak for truth and we're gonna have to do that in this uncertain time which is point six we have to stand firm and to to know when to stand firm and when not to that's this whole episode that's what we're teaching you how do you know when to stand firm how do you know when to make hard decisions how do you know what Mm -hmm. choices to make that put you down a better path than others Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you um it's not always obvious it takes looking, going through these processes and really looking at God. But what we don't want to be is uh, like the wave of the sea as it talks about, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to be shifting constantly and pushed to and fro by opinions of others. In fact, standing firm mm-hmm. sometimes will look very different than some of the Christians around you. In fact, some of the Christians around you may even mock you for it, may even um, think you're making a mistake. Right. And things like that. that well, we've can definitely experienced that a lot over the years, just even in our parenting. And I bet a lot of you can relate to this, right? Like maybe you have some believers 
um, in your family or friends, right, in your neighborhood, and you make a decision to not do something or to do something. Like yeah. maybe you choose, I don't know, to homeschool or you choose not to send your kid to camp or yeah. whatever, right? And they start mocking you because they disagree with you. And what you're doing is you're you're – you're trying to follow God, yeah. right? And you're listening to him, you're seeking, you're praying about it. Whereas maybe they don't even necessarily do those things. They just do what the rest of the culture does, right? Or maybe they do pray about it, but God tells them it's okay for them to send their kid to camp. But God tells you it's not okay for you that to send your kid to camp. That can be true too. And so it's not a so cookie need, cutter we thing. We don't want to tread on each other's liberties. No. And so there are there is Christian liberty. There's God telling different people different things for different reasons. Yes. And we need to love each other we need to respect each other and we need to trust each other but um you know sometimes you're going to make decisions and you're going to feel it's going to be hard because everyone around you sometimes or a lot of people around you will think you're doing the wrong thing and there'll only be a few that think you're doing the right and yourself mm -hmm. and that's a hard thing to move forward from um but if you crumble every time the opinions around you are weighting you a certain direction. Wow. You're not going to be as fruitful as you could be as yeah. long as you're in the word and trusting. You know what we always ask ourselves, I'm just going to share something with you. When things come up like that, like the scenarios I was telling you about, like parenting decisions or whatever, one of the things that Isaac and I do, aside from seeking God, aside from prayer, because those are the first things we do, yeah. we try to step aside objectively and we go, you know what, what, what decision will we make if no one was saying anything? Yeah. Like if there was no opinions and then we come to our conclusion and we're like, that's the one we need to make. And then the second question we ask is if we don't do this and we do that, are we going to regret it in 10 years from now? Because yeah. we don't want to live with regret. And you have to ask those two questions about every decision, standing, about everything. Yeah. You really do. You have to say, if I didn't have all these opinions, all these voices, all these fears, all these Amen. things, what would I do? And am I going to have regret in the future? But you know what? Ephesians 4, Isaac, I found that verse that you were talking about. And it's really important that we read this because this, God has just warned us in all the scriptures that we talked about, about not being deceived. And then he warns us again here in Ephesians chapter four, verse 13. So he's talking in verse 11 and 12, he's talking about equipping the saints and he's, you know, giving some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, equipping for the saints, the work of the ministry for edification of the whole body. Mm -hmm. And it says, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every kind, every wind of doctrine. That is the verse right there. That we should no longer be children. He is literally saying, if you're tossed to and fro and you're believing one person, then, then they talk to you, somebody else talks to you and you believe something else. And then someone else talks to you and you believe something else. You are literally being like a child, tossed to and fro, being carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love mm -hmm. may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effectiveness working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen. And I want to clarify something. Your experience is valuable. So when I earlier when I was talking about, you know, pushing your experience aside to get to clear thinking, sober mindedness, 
That's true, but then you need to then rely again back on your experience and test it against your experience also. So that's definitely an mm-hmm. important part of it. Um, and some of that experience is really helpful, but some of it can just keep us comfortable in our safe place. And so uh, we need to know when to stand firm. And it's mm-hmm. super, super important. In First uh, John uh, 2, 15, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So that's the ultimate thing to put all this through the lens of, mm-hmm. is this the will of God? Yeah. And I, I just want to, just before we're ending here, I'm going to read on a little bit further because in verse 18, it says, little children, it is the last hour. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Uncertain times, end times. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Amen. We Amen. have to test everything through that. And are you willing to even sometimes forego a relationship for doing what God wants you to do? That's a good question to think about. And you won't always have to do that. No. But sometimes that is true. Sometimes. And, and God wants, he, he desires for peace. He desires for restoration, for reconciliation and all things. Um, but you guys, we don't compromise standing for truth. We don't compromise being courageous Christians in an uncertain world, right? Like that, we, we do that and it's like we're losing part of our identity and yeah. who we are in Christ. And so as you're being fed many different things, whether you watch the news or you're on social media and you're hearing of wars and rumors of wars and, and all kinds of things, and um, we would just encourage you to be very careful, be vigilant, abide in him, pray hard, be objective, ask yourself, ask your spouse, ask people closest to you, am I being biased? Is there anything I'm missing? Because there are usually many things true at one time. And then you'll be able to teach your kids this. And how important is that? It's incredibly important for the world they will be launching into. All right. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.